I am beside myself with excitement to announce today that Addicted to the Climb is now on Amazon. You guys, this has been a three-year journey, and I'm just so excited for you to get your copy so you can just feel hope and strength and get fueled up in your faith this coming year. Grab your copy of Addicted to the Climb on Amazon. It is paperback and Kindle. And I am just so appreciative of you. Your love and support mean everything to me. And listen, we're all about staying on the climb together. So thank you again. Enjoy this episode so much. And I appreciate you. My name is Kelly Tyen and welcome to Addicted to the Climb. Hey guys, welcome to the show. You are going to learn how I overcome adversity, hear from people just like you that have faced challenges and still keep climbing. Are you ready to elevate your life and choose your path? Let's do it together. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to the show and welcome to all my new climbers out there that are joining us today. I'm just so excited that you're here and I'm also excited because if you didn't hear yet, my brand new book, Addicted to the Climb, is finally out on Amazon. I mean, what a journey it's been and I've been talking about it all over social. It's just such an exciting time because I've been working on it for three years and now you can get your copy and read about all the stories that I've been telling you about and how to build a stronger faith, fuel your fitness and all kinds of goodness is going to come out of this book. And I hope you're ready and willing and just ready to hear from God in that way. So I'm thanking you in advance right now for the copy that you're going to get and post about. (laughs) right? I'm just so grateful for you. I'm grateful that you're here listening to the show today. Today is going to be so much fun because I found a new friend on social and I love social for these reasons. I was thinking about redoing my intro music for my podcast and I met a person that does this And he gave me a few samples and I listened to them. And that is how I found my guest today. So her name, well, first of all, I, when I was researching her, first thing that jumped out at me was she loves Jesus. And that to me is a win right there. Like I need to know her, anyone that loves Jesus, I need to know. And she loves him wholeheartedly. And you're going to hear her journey. She loves fashion, which If you know me, I love to get dressed up. And she also loves helping people and children and inspiring them to love the Lord as well. Talk about fast friends, right? This is what social media can do. And this is why I love it. So I have Jenny Lee Samuel today on the show. And let me introduce you to her. She is the founder and podcast host at Java with Jen podcast, the CEO of J Samuel Styling. She's a mom of four boys and serves alongside her husband as executive pastors in Orange, Texas. Her mission is to hasten Jesus' return through relationship, discipleship, equipping the church and its leaders to hear his voice and walk as Jesus did in funding missions through business. 
She has spoken to groups from eight-person Bible studies to 85,000-person stadium events. Wow. But she considers her greatest achievements to be those she has discipled into a deeper walk with Jesus, who then disciple others to know him better too. Discipleship is at the core of her life mandate, and that coffee on the side doesn't hurt. I love that. I'm a Jesus and coffee person myself, Jenny Lee. So welcome to the show. Thank you. It's so good to be here and to have met you. I'm equally thrilled about the connections that social can bring. I am too. So I love to start out with some fun questions. And I already know the first answer to my first question because it's always, which do you prefer, coffee or tea? Oh, coffee. Mm -hmm. Definitely coffee, right? Me too. I try to drink tea because they say green tea is so good for us, but I don't know. I love my coffee, especially my morning coffee, right? I hear you. I'm with you. <laughs> what about, what are you reading right now? Do you have a favorite book? Oh gosh. I'm reading a lot of books right now. Um, one that I'm really loving, look, it's right here next to me. It's called, uh, I hear the Lord say new era and it's by Lana Vosser. And it's a, it's a prophetic message that the Lord dropped in her heart for this season and about what the Lord's doing in the body of Christ. And it's just so powerful about just this new era that the body is getting taken into. And, um, but I love to read books and I use the headway app. And so I can read books in about 20 minutes. Wow. So I've read about 18 books in the last month or two. And so oh it's a great way to consume extra knowledge. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. I mean, I'm the kind, I buy a lot of books and I start a lot of books and then yeah. half of them I finish, but it's, I have a lot going at the same time. Is that what you do? Oh girl, you should see the stack on my bedside <laughs> table and half of them are red and half of them are not red. So yes, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. It's knowledge. I love it. I love it. Okay. What about, what is your favorite meal? If you could pick any food you want, sushi. I love the California crunch roll. Okay. I love it. I love sushi too. And last, I want to just know what is your, most people talk about their AM routine, morning routine, but I want to know what your PM routine is. If you have one. Well, my PM routine used to be very like, like uh structured where I would you know get myself all cleaned up and ready for bed makeup off and all the things and then I'd go make a cup of hot tea because I do do tea at night and then I'd make lavender tea and then I'd sit in bed and I would sip it while I read a book or whatever but um I'm also a singer and so I've learned that drinking or eating anything right before bed is actually really bad for your vocal cords so I had to stop with the tea which was a little sad but that is my preferred nighttime routine I, I, that's great because it is, it's calming. And, and that's what I work on. I just, I used to be on social, you know, used to, and I'd be scrolling and then my mind would be racing all night and I didn't know why. And so I'm the same. I try to make, I found this packet, it's called superfood. It has turmeric and it's calm and warm and you put a little almond milk in with it. So that's what I'm working on right now, just so I can get myself in a nice Zen place before bed instead of being all chaotic in my mind right sometimes our yeah. minds race oh it's it's especially during the holidays right now we need to be calm well let's jump into your story I would love to hear about your upbringing because I know you've been walking with the Lord from 
a youth, right? Were you raised yeah. in the church as a little girl? Tell us about that because I'm really interested in hearing how your upbringing went, even being a Christian girl through the challenging teenage years in high school and then into college. So I'd love to hear your story. Absolutely. Yeah, my parents got saved. Um, they're both first generation Christians in their families and they got saved before I was born. Um, and then when I was three, they responded to the call to missions. And so when I was three years old, we packed up and went on furlough to raise support. And we went and um, moved our family to an Indian reservation in Southern Arizona. So we were missionaries on an Indian tribe reservation, um, the Tohono O'odham Indians or the Navajo Indians. And so we were there for like three, three and a half years. We planted a church down there. And then um, we went on furlough again. And then we ended up planting ourselves at a Native American boarding school that was in Phoenix, Arizona. And it had been grandfather claused in before the segregation laws were in place. And so the when I was there, they were still able to discriminate. You can only come to this school if you're half Native American to full Native American. So it was all just Native American students at the school. And so my parents were teachers there, Bible teachers and all sorts of classes. And um, and then somewhere around junior high, they retired from the missions field and just had took on regular traditional jobs. And so I went to high school, junior high and high school, and I always served in youth group. I um, was on the worship team and was a small group leader. And so I've been a leader in my in the faith really since I was a teen. And um, and that was, you know, just a work the Lord did in my heart uh, around 14 is when I gave my life to him, like surrendered my life to him. I'd always loved the Lord and always had a tenderness towards him and always talked to him and just believed he would talk to me. Um, and when I was 14 was when I just had an encounter with him where I really just gave my life to him fully. And, uh, and from then on, I've been making disciples and went to Bible school in Tyler, where I got trained in both leadership and in faith topics and um, ministry skills and stuff like that. And then that's where I met my husband over the phone. He was one of the youth pastors that was on my call list. And so I, uh, that's how I connected with him. And then we were long distance, our whole relationship. And I moved here to Texas uh, three year, three months, sorry, before we got married. And then we've been in ministry as a married couple since we got married. Youth wow. pastors and, and not, not, we've never been senior pastors and I'm okay with that. I don't really know that I want that job. <laughs> But we are executive pastors now. And um, so, yeah, the Lord just keeps kind of moving us into each next season of ministry. And then um, probably about five years ago or so, the Lord pulled me into the fashion industry. It was very unexpected. I wasn't ever allowed to look at fashion magazines or anything like that. And so I almost wasn't allowed to play with Barbie dolls. And so I didn't know how to dress myself very well either. And um, so when I had all my babies back to back, though, I was just determined because I had them young and I was determined not to lose myself in the process of having kids. And so I started just when I would nurse the babies, I would read online about how to dress in my body shape and colors that go together. And I just started it was so fascinating and i was like oh my gosh so i started trying to boss my friends around and we go shopping and try to put outfits together for them and um you know it just kind of snowballed and then the lord gave me a dream it was the most 
profound life-altering dream I've ever had in my life. It literally felt like heaven sat down on top of me. And even when I woke up, I just laid so still because it felt like I could stick my hand six inches in the air and touch heaven. It was so crazy, but it was about the Lord shifting me into a new season of ministry and promotion. And, um, and shortly after that was when he moved me into the fashion industry working for Stitch Fix and um as a stylist and anyway so there's there's so much more to it but yeah it's just been a really cool journey just walking one step at a time following his lead and he's opened some really incredible doors for me in fashion it's just been a really cool journey so wow that's a really cool I mean, <laughs> my head is spinning because you said so much and it's just incredible listening to the role God played in your life and how you are just so open to following. I mean, I think people just, I, I know because I'm in the faith, I, I teach about faith. I help women build their faith. And they ask me a lot of times, how do you hear God's voice? And how do I know I'm supposed to do this? And why isn't he talking to me? Or, well, how do you know what to do next? So let's talk about that for a minute, because I think maybe you can talk about that more than me, even being more of an expert in this area. Um, I know for me, I'm so prayerful about my life and I've, it became that way later in life. I've watched my mom be that way her whole life. And when I was younger, I just didn't understand why she prayed so much. I'd be like, mom, um, she walks around the Bible all day. She's talks about Jesus all day. She prays for a parking place. She prays for the next meal she's going to make. And, and I used to laugh as a kid. And now I truly understand giving my life to him so he can open doors for me and lead me down paths that I didn't even know I was going to go down. And it sounds like God continuously led you down all these paths and you willingly followed. So I just want to talk about that a little bit and speak to the woman that just wants that and doesn't know maybe how to pray or what she should be praying. What did you do to open up your heart in that way to hear his voice, I guess? Um, I, growing up in a Christian home, obviously that kind of nurtured that. However, I think, I think some of my natural expectation of God speaking to me is part of how he wired me because there is a prophetic mandate on my life to, to, to train people in the prophetic and like hearing God's voice. So that is part of just how the Lord's built me. However, um, I do, I've always believed since I was a child, like if God knows me better than anyone, and I would see in the word of God where he would speak to people, I was like, why wouldn't he speak to me? You know, like he loves me. He, he knows better than I do. So I might as well ask him. It's like a shortcut to success, you know? I and love so, it. I love that. It's like faith, like a child. What Jesus says, have faith like yeah. a child. And that's what you did. Yeah. And well, and it was just, to me, it was like common sense, you know, like if I know the person who has all the best answers and I'm allowed to ask them for the answer, why wouldn't I do it? You know? And, uh, but I do remember, I do remember years back, there was um, like two days back to back where like three or four people asked me that question. How do I hear God's voice? Mm. And by the time the last person asked me, 
it kind of got my attention like okay lord maybe there's are you trying to get my attention like something's to this so i remember i was changing one of my baby's diapers and the person who just asked me was in the living room waiting for my response and uh so i asked the holy spirit i was like holy spirit what do i what do i need to tell them why do people keep asking me this and what he told me he said generally he said my people firstly need to expect that i'm going to speak to them he said many people don't even expect that i will speak um and then i was and then i was reminded of like as a parent if i suddenly decided to stop speaking to my children and they had to navigate life without me as a parent guiding them and counseling them and nurturing them i would literally go to jail for parental neglect that's child abuse mm -hmm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. and yet some christians believe that god doesn't speak to them or wouldn't speak to them or they're not good enough for him to speak to them but the fact is he's a way better parent than we are and he is by no means neglectful just i think some people learning the dynamic of leaning into their spirit it, it is an i don't want to call it an art but it is like a sharpened skill because we're such like tactile carnal like our senses drive how we function and so leaning into your spirit kind of pushes beyond all of our natural senses so there's like there's a learning to it you know and um anyways and so i think that learning curve sometimes discourages people thinking that god's not speaking when really they're just having to learn how to recognize when he is speaking because he's always he's always speaking the holy spirit's always speaking to us and guiding us and so anyways for i remember when you ask about prayer i remember in college not loving praying like i hadn't learned how to have a real prayer life and intercessors would come and talk about travail and spending hours before and it just sounded like so miserable i was like oh what is wrong with these people mm -hmm. and um and so i asked the lord like lord you need to teach me how to like praying like i think that would probably be important and uh and so he spoke to my heart he said okay he said then every night i just want you to spend 20 minutes in prayer that's it he said it doesn't sound like much but it's going to change your life mm -hmm. and so i said okay and so the first couple of nights i had lots to pray about by the third or fourth night i was running out of stuff and so i was like well i gotta fill the time so i would just ask the lord what was on his heart and and he would it wasn't like some big booming voice or anything it's always so subtle that you could miss it as easily as you could catch it you know and um and i just would get like maybe this fleeting thought about somebody or i'd, I'd see this image of somebody and so especially if i didn't know them well i didn't know what was going on in their life so then i'd say okay lord so you've put carla on my heart i was like what's going on with carla like how should i pray for her and i would just get these subtle impressions like pray for encouragement she's going through hard stuff or pray for her financial breakthrough or whatever so i get these real subtle small little impressions and so i would just lean into that and i'll just pray into those things and then the next day when i'd see that person I'd be like, hey, I was praying for you last night and this was on my heart. So I, I, are you doing okay? And they'd be like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I'm dealing with, you know? And so as I just kind of leaned into those subtle, and it was such a no pressure way to learn how to discern his voice. Because if I told them, hey, I was praying for you and I was praying about financial breakthrough, if it didn't resonate, they're like, okay, cool. That's awesome. Thanks for praying for me. But if it did resonate, then they would confirm it and they'd be like, oh my gosh, yeah. And then I could minister to them right then. And so it it taught me how to discern where even in my body I pick up on God's voice. Like, is it in my spirit, like in my gut? Is it in my mind? Is it in my heart? Is it, 
an impression? Is it a feeling? You know, so that kind of, that really started my um, nurturing of how to hear God's voice in a really simple way. Wow, that is incredible. And I think a lot of people, what I notice in my circles, people still put religion and they don't realize it's more of a relationship. And I always tie those in and try to explain Jesus in the Bible is really not a religion. It's exactly what you just said. It's building on a relationship like a child does with his parent as we're guiding our children, like you said, leading them through life. And God wants to do that. He's not too far away. And I think that's where people are confused. And, you know, he's just God and he's up there. And yes, he's looking over everyone, but I can't talk to him. He's out of my reach. I I think I find that with people. And I, I love how you just touched upon. It's about just talking to him. That's it. Just having a relationship, having communication. Like, who do you want me to pray for tonight? And letting him speak to us. I think a lot of times when we pray, like, I'm going to ask you this. Do you sit quietly often and listen because I noticed for me, and I'm asking for myself too, I, there were so many times where I'm like, okay, and I need to do this and tell me how to do this. And I'm, my mind is constant, constant, constant asking him and telling him what I need instead of calming my spirit and letting him speak to me, which I'm still even learning how to do that. It's hard to get real quiet, right? It is. But I'm sure. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I want you to just talk about that for a minute because I know my women struggle with that as well. Sure. Yeah. I find, I find that a, yes, there's definitely those prayer times when I sit and I'm just processing my things. And I think that is a hundred percent a valid necessary part of that relationship because every relationship is two directions, right? right? If one person's doing all the talking and we only do what one person wants to do, well, that's not a very healthy mutual relationship. A relationship needs to be both directions um, and both people's wills at play, you know, both people's preferences. And so there's times in my quiet time now, I, I will say that when I struggled for years to figure out how to access God's presence in my quiet time, like I made it my goal, even back in college, like I don't want to just sit with my Bible. I want to encounter God. Every time I have time with him, I want to encounter him where I'm changed. You know, it's not like there's angels singing or whatever, but I just need to encounter his presence in a way that changes me. Mm -hmm. And so I, I struggled for a while trying to figure out this magic formula. How do I get in God's presence? You know, but what I did find consistently is that when I would go in without an agenda and I would just lay down all my plans, all my ideas, and I would just go in and say, Lord, Holy Spirit, what are you in the mood for? And that book, Good Morning, Holy Spirit, was a huge game changer for me, like huge. Introduced me to Holy Spirit as my best friend, as my partner, as someone who leads your life and spirit-led, Romans 8, 14, those who are sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. So that book, I highly recommend. It's called Good Morning, Holy Spirit by Benny Hinn. Oh, but, I'm um, so excited. Benny Hinn, I haven't heard that in so long. <laughs> I know, right? The younger generation doesn't know who he is and it breaks my heart. I'm like, oh, you only knew. Oh my um, gosh. He was all in my house growing up. <laughs> yes, me too. I got healed watching one of his services. But anyways, so I would, uh, I would just sit and I noticed that when I lay down my agenda and just come in listening, Holy Spirit, I want to do what you want to do. 
then his presence just shows up. And I realize it's because that approach, according to Philippians, is an approach of humility. Humility is when we um, consider others as more important than ourselves, looking not only to our own interests, but also to the interests of others. And so I realized when I took that position, it's the position of humility. And the Lord says that he draws near to the humble. And so that became that waiting and, and resting before the Lord, like even soaking is kind of a, a phrase that some people use where you just turn on worship music mm -hmm. and you just don't talk. You just rest in the Lord's presence and let his spirit minister to your spirit. It's a very like healing, nurturing thing to do. And I don't do that all the time, but, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, there's definitely times that I go in quiet and there's times I go in talking. So <laughs> it's kind of all of it. I love it because this is this message that we're talking, this conversation right now is just perfect timing. I think because we're heading into these crazy holidays, there's so much depression, people are alone. And listen, for you guys listening right now, just know you're not alone in everything we're saying. You have a father that loves you so much and he's right there with you if you just open up to him and do the things that we're talking about right now. I think it's just so relevant in this very moment. So I'm just, I'm thanking you for sharing all that because I know there's, I have many listeners that are new to faith and they don't really know much about God. And I just love that we're having this conversation right now because there's a lot of need out there and yeah. people going through so much in this moment. And I know loneliness is coming with holidays and so I just want to say it again, you're not alone. You have someone right there that wants to hug you and, and love you and hold you up and raise you up so you can get through this time. So whatever it is, maybe I'm speaking to someone right now. If you're going through something, if you're struggling in an area, if you're walking alone, lean into God, lean into that faith. Faith is something we can't see. We just have to trust. And I want you to do that right now, okay? Just promise me, you reach out to us and we'll, I'll get you her information in a few minutes. But I wanna jump into, I love that you have the sweetest marriage. You guys have been together a long time. You have been doing this partnership for the Lord for so long. How is it going? How is it going working together? And tell us about that because I know that can be a little tough too. Yeah, it can be tough. Well, and, and really in all true authenticity, like our marriage has been, um, it's had its challenges of both being in ministry together, mm -hmm. uh, him coming from a different cultural background and him coming from a very different family background, as far as just the, the cultures within our homes were very different. And so, and, and then the fact that we dated long distance. We kind of barely knew each other when we got married. So, I mean, we knew each other, but you know, it's not quite the same as when you're living in the same city together. And so, you know, we had a lot of like challenges stacked against us. Um, but we have really had to continue really the same approach to our marriage as, as we've had just to our personal lives of, we both just want to live in a place where the Lord can ask anything of us. And our, our response is yes. And that causes you to continually have to lay down your own agenda, mm -hmm. lay down your pride, lay down your selfishness, all those mm -hmm. things. And so, you know, having a healthy marriage, I think is something you're always working at. Mm -hmm. um, and, and something like, I am a firm believer, all married couples should have marriage mentors. I think, 
I think it's invaluable because your marriage goes through different seasons, your lives go through different seasons, hard things come that are traumatic or, or just unexpected. And so anyway, so I don't know if that's really answering the question, but, um, but while we have a solid marriage, it's definitely been the result of work and allowing the Lord to break things off of us that were destructive to the marriage, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so it's definitely been a, a journey. So, and I'm just so happy to hear it. I love, I love hearing about not only happily God-centered marriages, but that you're also working together in, in for the work of the Lord. It's just amazing. So God bless you both. And I want to <laughs> jump over though, to your commitment to the college kids and what you were doing with that, because I know that poured, you know, you poured into that for a while, right? committing to working with college kids, which then birthed your podcast. So tell us about that part of your life and what were you doing in the colleges? Okay. So we, uh, at the time when we started that, we were also youth pastors for our first church we were at. We're in our third church now. Um, And my husband was actually, he's international in that he migrated here from India as a child and became a U.S. citizen when we were, I don't know if we were even dating yet, but we were talking. And so he very much has a soft spot for the international students who land at the universities. What a lot of people don't realize is like, you don't even have to leave the country to go to the nations. If the nations are coming to you, just go where they're at, you know, and the universities are a place that are really rich with international students and Mm -hmm. the upside to that is that they're actually really they're they're fish out of water and so they're very receptive to um hospitality and your kindness and there's just a lot of ways to meet practical needs there so we started with a group of four or five international students that he met on the campus somehow and we'd have them to our house they were from india mostly and we'd have them to our house and we'd have little bible studies and we would just we would just disciple them talk to them about the lord talk about life things and whatever so we moved that eventually to the campus and it started to grow 30 40 50 students and then um and then we partnered with another church in the area and then we switched to a, another church the lord our pastor died at our first church the transitioned us to another and um at that second church we were brought on staff as the college and career pastors so then now it got to be our main focus and so we also learned about um the kaiapha ministries with the assemblies of god and we just partnered with them they were such a blessing they just kind of took us under wing and we used their model of ministry which was built around discipleship and small group leading and um and so we started our our ministry evolved into a kaiapha and um and it's still going today we were there for 12 years on campus and we raised up campus pastors underneath us and then the the campus missionaries that are still there got saved in the ministry and are still there ministering to the students on the campus and um and then we've also just 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 in the last month um brought on new campus pastors to reach the other university campus that's in orange now where we're where we're currently at in our third church and um, so we're excited to plant at that second campus as well. We just love Chi Alpha because the model is discipleship. And I think discipleship is not sexy. It's not big numbers and flashy ministry, but it is deep and rich. Mm-hmm. And the irony of it is you can minister to thousands 
and see very few of them actually grow into a strong, resilient believer. Mm -hmm. But when you take the time to disciple people one-on-one through the trenches of life, Mm -hmm. their roots will go deep and you can impart into them the depth of your relationship with the Lord so that they grow into a more mature seasoned believer. That's what you want. We want believers who are going to make it to the end, you know, believers who are going to multiply themselves. And so we have, we have found that by prioritizing the smallness of discipleship, we've actually seen that in our area now in 17 years, we've most most young adults we encounter have been through our college ministry at some point. And it's, it's really, we go anywhere in town and it's a decent sized area. We go anywhere in town and we see people that we know or people that have come through the ministry that we had. And, and it always blows my mind how far reaching faithfulness will take you. And so um, anyways, discipleship is just, it's just rich. And I believe it's, it's the center of God's heart. That was the greatest that was his final commandment to us, you know? Absolutely. 100%. I mean, in college kids are, I mean, working with them it can go so far. I mean, that's the time yeah. where they're just coming into who they are. And I love that you guys are doing this ministry. The impact you're making is just magnificent. It's like, it's going to be a ripple effect and it's just amazing. So God bless you guys in that ministry. That really is truly amazing. It's always, I have a college, well, my daughter just graduated and it's, it's funny because we'd always, she loves Jesus and, you know, in my, in our family, um, we're very spiritual over here. And she always says, I just wish my friends had what I have and she'll do her part and she shares a lot, but it's amazing organizations like you have or where these kids can just tap into discipleship so they can actually grow and have a mentor, I think is amazing. So incredible, incredible. Well, last, we cannot forget to talk about your fashion and what that whole business side, are you still involved in that? Yes, absolutely. I am. I, uh, oh, sorry. I didn't finish the last part of your last question. The college ministry is why I started my podcast. Once we transitioned out of that campus ministry, sorry, I forgot to answer that. Um, I started my podcast because I still had a lot of college students reaching out for mentorship. They were becoming young moms and things like that. And I didn't have enough time to individually meet with them all. Um, And some of them had gone off far distances and I wanted to still have a voice into their life or, you know, continue to create value for them, you know, if they wanted it. And so that's why I created the podcast is so it'd be a way for me to continue to speak into their lives. So anyways, (laughs) you didn't leave them hanging. And that's the thing. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That was the goal. I didn't want to leave them hanging. They're too precious. Right. Um, So fashion, I worked for stitch fix for three years and then I decided, um, you know, it was kind of a, a little bit of a monotonous, um, approach to styling because it was all online. And so there was a a monotony to it that after a while, you're like, ah, I need something fresh. And so I decided to start my own business here. And so I still work with people. I, um, I actually train the news anchors at the university. I train them every year in professional dress and whatever. I'm going to work with some students from the private high school and how to dress for business. And, 
um, I uh, consulted for a styling company. This was totally the Lord. Uh, they found me on Instagram social. And so I started styling with them after Stitch Fix, after I'd started my business. And so I started styling with them just as a side thing. And I started giving them a bunch of feedback on the platform and like, hey, could we make this change? Could we make this change? This would be helpful as a stylist, blah, blah, blah. So they finally asked me to come on as a consultant. They were out of Tel Aviv, Israel. Wow. And uh, it was a $12 million company. And so they said, would you help us? And I'm like, inside my head, I'm like, okay, these people don't know. I've never completed college. Like my business is young, but they're like this $12 million company with these like serial entrepreneurs. And they're like, hey, come consult. I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> and so I'm like, that's Jesus. Uh -huh. And but Oh, the Lord like would give me ideas and would give me feedback that their company really began to flourish um, from our partnership. And uh, anyway, so that was just that was just the Lord too. And so, but yes, I still style clients. I've got um, one I did two I did last week, and uh, one scheduled for January. A few more coming in in January. And so it's like a it's a trickled pace, but it's a comfortable pace with the other jobs that I do and stuff. Amazing, so. amazing. I mean. I just love the work of the Lord. And when he tells you to do something, then you're like, wait a minute, me? <laughs> it's just, it's it's crazy the things that he will do for us if we are open. It's like, I never thought I would write a book. Are you kidding? I, I wasn't a great student, to be honest. And I hope my son is not listening, but <laughs> I just... English class was not my thing. I definitely never writing... I mean, if you ask my high school friends, it just never would have been a thing. So that's a God thing. And, and it's just amazing how he works through us to get his message out in all kinds of ways. So I love it. You are just a full blend of so much, Jenna Lee. It's just so, I'm so thrilled that we met. And where can my listeners that want to follow you or reach out to you, where do you want them to go? Sure. Absolutely. They can probably the best thing is on Instagram. Um, you can find me Java with Jen, J A V A with Jen with one N um, or J Samuel styling is my styling account where I put a lot of fashion tips and, and I'll, you know, post things if I'm running specials for clients or whatever, cause I do style people virtually as well. Um, so if they're across the country, I can still work with them. Um, so yeah, Java with Jen is of course the podcast and that's where I post about new episodes and things like that. So those are the best place email. I'm not so great about, and okay. my website is, you know, in the works. So <laughs> perfect in the J Samuel styling that's Instagram as well. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Well, you heard it from her and I'm just thankful that we met. Thank you for this conversation today, Jenna Lee. It was so nice to meet you in person. Well, not in person, but to see you. <laughs> this has been a blessing. And I know so many people are just going to be blessed by this conversation. So again, thank you for being on the show. And for all of you guys that tuned in, I hope you really do feel blessed right now. I hope you'll show up differently today in your prayer life, in your work life, in your relationships. Just show up differently. Let God start working in you. That's what he wants. 
So thanks for tuning in, everyone. Have a super fabulous, blessed week. And until next time, keep on climbing. If you love this episode, make sure you guys tag me. And because I appreciate you all so much, I am offering you 10% off my course, Addicted to the Climb. You can find that on my website, kellytyan.com. Make sure to spell it K-E-L-L-E-Y-T-Y-A-N. Until the next time, keep on climbing.